there's a sense that if something happens, someone must have done it, you know, in a way. Either as someone as a spirit, as a like a celestial being, God, or as a person. But it can't just be the verbing. It always seems to have to imply there has to be a noun somewhere. So, all right, I believe I'm not the thought thinker, but if I... If I seemingly was, would I be able to exert control over the thoughts I'm having and then have loving thoughts that would generate on and on and on and on? Yeah, but same thing. I'd be like an NBA pro basketball player dunking every week if I hadn't gotten run over by that car. But I got run over by a car. Yeah, that's the one little thing, the big elephant that has to be not addressed. Like, I got run over by a car. And then the head will just go off and say, oh, everything would have been great. The day that you got hit by the car was the beginning of a huge, giant, lengthy tenure of greatness. (laughs) So, of course, if you're dwelling on that, it's going to make getting hit by the car a whole lot worse than actually the getting hit by the car. And the mental state will just... And if you're in Montreal, you'll be bitching about, you know, Montreal. If you're in Boston, you'll be hoping you were in Montreal. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Its point of view isn't, isn't uh, anchored. It's just, it's, it's just, it's like almost like a, what is that, circumstantial morality, you know, situational morality. Like here in Marin, everyone's really nice and a lot of the time. But let's say you're at the airport and some planes get canceled, then they're fucking going crazy in the lines. I mean, you cut it. I mean, all civility is out the window just by changing a little, a little part of the equation. So, this idea of morality is usually situational. I mean, if push comes to shove, you have to almost do anything because once again, there's no one there that is a solid bulwark to that. The action figure is moved yeah, by tons of different conditions. One of them's the mental state, one of them's the physical state, emotional states, circumstantial states. And then when a movement gets agitated, then there's a story that there must be someone there that has something to do with it. Yeah. So even it can go to such an extreme that people want to experience their own absence. They want to be there to get the message. They think it's going to dawn on that which is sitting here taking itself to be Paul. It's never going to dawn on that. Ever. It's sort of like we're holding out for that which cannot (laughs) truly change to change. You know? We're hoping that if we meet this authentic thing that we may call a self, and it's not a thing, it's what's looking. It doesn't say it's who's looking. St. Francis could have changed the whole story. He could have said, who's looking is what you're looking for, and then everyone would be peering in the reflections as they walk down the mall shopping, and they would be getting the hit. Jesus, I am what I'm looking for. You know, it's who is it that you're looking for. You know, but it doesn't say that. It says what's looking is what you're looking for. The what and the who may not seem to be that different, but it's hugely different. The what is sort of, hey, what? You know? I mean, you can't, you can't say a who seems to get a little more locatable. Yeah? It's, it has like a, a border that you can see, and then you can see all of it not, and then this little 
being so, and then that so thinks it's everything. But it's a tiny little, it's not even taking up space, it's appearing in space. It's in that, no bit of space has ever moved over when you show up. It does oh, you know, no space has to vacate the premises when you show up. We're appearances in space, basically, yeah? Have you ever been, I was lucky enough to help give birth to a baby, you know, give birth to what, you know, a baby, a human baby. And it was an amazing event because it was just, everything was going on and suddenly this head popped out and it was like a huge vortex of energy. And then I was at someone dying and it was the exact same energy. Exact same vortex. So the entrance and the exit are the exact same doors. You know what I mean? It was like something like space just spits something out and then space sucks something away. And yet the space is what is the most under-addressed event. We just constantly are, you know, concentrating to see what's in the space. Like in the head, when people are getting into, I'm, no, I'm going to note everything that appears in the head. Why? You like to get the space of the mind. You don't want to get the content. You got enough content. Why make it a fucking spiritual practice? to know the content of one's head. A little bit of content tells you everything about all the content. Yeah? So it's the space that stuff's appearing. So when I'm going, thinking, 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 you're you're focusing on an an, an imagined event in that which is never an event that causes all events. Why Why would you like to suspend the fixation on concentration and focusing on things to open up and have the aperture disperse, open wider, and maybe see things in this light, a wide aperture, then in a focus, I'm going to capture everything about the essence of this thing. You can't. It's nothing. It's empty. That's the essence of it. Yeah. This captures, the aperture being open captures the essence of it. Even while it's perceptually seeing a body, that's not the hit it has. The hit is that it senses the space. Yeah? That the body is just a different, like a, a, a defined frequency in that frequency of space. And it only can vibrate that way for eight years or seven years. And then it just disperses. Where does it go? Like I have this, this bumper sticker about when you throw something away, where's away? You know? Yeah, where's the away? Oh, you're going to go away finally? Where is that? Is it a place you've not been the whole time? You've been, in, you've been away the whole time. <laughs> We've never not been away. <laughs> That's the point. It's this sense of being here as a body, as a mental idea that... that that sees, it misperceives its final dispersion as death. When the, its final being dispersed is everything. Yeah. And I humbly, humbly know in my own experience of passing out, overdosing, and then being brought back, it's true like nothing ever happened. When, when this seeming like little like appliance light goes out, the appliance is, isn't going to still be ongoing. Oh, I've died. No. It's like the appliance can't even get the, the teeth out of the word toast when you pull the plug out. It's just, it's now not toasting. 
don't every appliance is being fed by the same juice, but then the emphasis on toastering or smooth a blender or this and that. And oh yes, I'm a very I wish I was a fucking champion blender or whatever. And somehow they have self-centeredness and then they go over and they critique their, how they make toast. I, I burn rye. I don't know. Is it a bias towards the Jewish people? Who knows? I'm, a, I'm an anti-Semite toaster. No. It's just energy moving through and then suddenly it's not moving in through that, that express way of delivery, the wires... We have, just because you don't see the wires doesn't mean we're not plugged in because we're going to be plugged out. Have you ever seen someone who's bad? I mean, one of our members, Jim Cook, who I love dearly, he was in the process of dying. It took months, 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 months. And his whole body, just like a, like truly like a bag of bones, depressed where only was left was a head and a, and what was looking out of it yeah it was he wasn't couldn't get up anymore it was almost as if there was nothing under the blanket it was just all compressed and he was just but he didn't pass away for months and and he went through the exit in so many defined phases it was unbelievable it was a very in a way in time it seemed like a very slow exit yeah it was this way and then this and just slowly and every time by coming and seeing him every week the contrast was pronounced because I didn't didn't see him every second I saw him every week and I could see it and it was like in my experience the slowest dance I ever saw of the exit so to speak yeah it was just amazing it was amazing because in a weird way as, as all of the considerations of the body got swept away based by because of the circumstances for all intents and purposes he wasn't a body anymore at all it couldn't do anything couldn't get up blah 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 but his this brightness in, behind his eyes was as bright as ever and he you know he had made he had made uh, terms with the exit. He had plenty of time to go through what any possible thing he could have forgotten in his life. He had tons of time to go over it. And he was the same bright light he was when he used to come here. I actually prophesied, prophesied his death once here because I got an email and it told me that he died. So I was telling the meeting that he died and then suddenly he walked by the windows and I said, a fucking a, a miracle. Lazarus has arisen. And I said, you're one of the first people that can experience other people's experience of you dying. <laughs> because we were all talking about you, dead, dead, and there he was. <laughs> well, it's a, you know, that, that inevitability is such a, a, a warming sense if it's brought now. Yeah. If it's allowed, instead of having having it held off by mental arms, keeping it away, and with all these mental denials that do not work, the processor that we are built as doesn't process well. Produces a lot of pollution and excess shit. And then, basically, our life becomes a storage unit. For the, because everything that was flowing has been captured and neutered and then, and then encased in some memory or some other body condition, and there you have it, you know? The crystallization of a life 
that wasn't really lived but was interpreted. To have that inevitability have an influence now, not as like a death worshiper, but just as a just to have that space that's the inevitable departing point in time to be a, a, an obvious presence now. And there's no way you have to whistle it. Just see what you're not. It's, ne- it's not about affirming a damn thing. It's a, about negating what's been affirmed here, basically. We, we were, in a lot of ways, we grew into conditioning or we've been further conditioned to affirm something. And that needs to be negated for the obviousness to shine through. It's not about, all right, I'm going to add a spiritual affirmation upon all that has been affirmed that's not true. That I'm a body, that I'm this, I'm the thinker, I'm the feeler, I'm the doer, I have a life. All of those things that are being affirmed constantly need to be in a very clear way denied, finally, so that what's so can become obvious. It won't become obvious with those false assumptions in place. It won't, because the point of the false assumptions is to seem real, and therefore what is real has to seem not to be real. It can't, it can't abide by both. It has to emphasize one at the quote-unquote expense of the other. Where the beauty of space is, it includes everything. It includes every freaking thought that's ever gone in this, through this noggin. It's, it includes everything. It's not an either-or. Which is selfing is totally an either-or. Either I'm obsessed with this, and for that to be really, really, really seemingly true, a lot has to be forgotten. It can't, it's not forgettable, but it can seemingly be forgotten by that which it is. The big M mind being identified as the little M mind now can make things that are not so seem so in time. By its own reality. We give everything the meaning it has. So if something one day drives you crazy and the next day it doesn't drive you crazy, suspicion has to be, you know, kicked in. How can you... Doesn't it, doesn't it reveal, like, maybe a further investigation? This is the worst thing that ever happened to me, now it's the scene as the best thing? Hey, wait a minute. You know, wait a minute. Something's off here. There's something that I haven't been noticing. Yeah, you're rolling things. <laughs> you're rolling things. So, nothing is going to precede what we are. Nothing. No thing that can be seen can see what's seen. No thing. There's no way you pick up what's seen with a perceptual apparatus that's biased and programmed. We're programmed to see things at the expense of the sense of nothingness. We're the ones where if there was a huge wall of blackboards, we'd walk in and we wouldn't see the space of it. We'd look for one dot of chalk and then we'd look at that one dot in that giant field of space. That's the way the bias is. That's what allows the story of us to continue when no one on 7th Avenue would buy it. I mean, fucking no one really gives a shit unless you can give something back to them. They're not going to buy your stuff. I mean, if they want to go horizontal with you, maybe, or some other things may motivate them. But basically, they're only putting up listening to you so you'll listen to them, basically. <laughs> it's like a fucking con- consumer deal. 
hey, I listened to you last week, so now you're going to listen to me. Well, at least buy me a latte, a large, because I know how long this is going to go. I need something. I need some compensation. <laughs> so this is just, uh, again, it's not, I do not believe it's through anything, really, but definitely not through affirmation. It's through questioning what's already affirmed, this idea of being you which is not going coming under any deep inspection because when you look at it, you look at it as it. You're identified as it. So when the scientist is going to study self, it's self-studying self. That's the problem with science. They want to know everything, but they can't know what's knowing. They, they're always a big player in whatever experiment's going on. We're the biggest player here. In this moment-to-moment event, there's nothing like us. Without us, nothing would be freaking happening. Yeah. And yet, we've taken a role that things are happening to us all day. How does that get? How does that supplant the other recognition and become the perceived recognition that things can fuck with me? Well, the Course says it very beautifully. It says, you and I are the dreaming of the dream, the dreamer of the dream, it says. And you and I doesn't mean body. <laughs> yeah. You and I are the dreaming. Dreamt is body. This is dreamt. Yeah, because you're seeing it. <laughs> you don't need any more evidence. This is dreamt because you're perceiving it. <laughs> and what can be perceived can't be perceived. So, end of that story. So, there isn't you in there that's seeing as a body. Maybe you could say through a body, but not as a body. All right? So here, you and I are the dreaming of this dream. We forget that we're dreaming. How the hell does that happen? Or seemingly. It can actually happen. See, that's the out. The out is before you're ever in. So this guy t- wrote me this thing about freedom from bondage. He says, well, but people in non-duality feel like the bondage is a fact, and then they get freedom from it. All right, maybe that's a story, but when the freedom happens, you realize there was no bondage. <laughs> that's, that's true. When, if the freedom from bondage starts stabilizing, there'll be a direct hit, there was no bondage. That's where the freedom arises. It's not, it doesn't arise as a competition to something else that arises. Yeah, It's the arising of all arising. It's there, there, Yeah, and it allows that to appear to seem to be here. There's no, there's no bondage of self. It's an activity. And the activity can only happen in time, and if time isn't real, then all the activities aren't real, in a sense. Or as the Course says, hey, the reason why you give everything all the meaning it has and your understanding is meaningless is because you see only the past. So basically, if you see only the past, you're seeing nothing. Doesn't it seem like that? A day happens, and it's like an etch-a-sketch. It's gone. And then this, it's always the same etch-a-sketch with the space, and then the, the lines may look different. So we call that Sunday. <laughs> and then, then Monday, but the etch-a-sketch, the screen is always the same. So Monday, there's a melodrama. Tuesday, there's an action figure show. Wednesday, there's a romantic comedy, which I've never seen one of them, actually. <laughs> I think they all suck. Why do I don't even know how? How can people buy this shit? They're not funny. You ever see the tra- you know the trailers? 
they should bring, you know, they should bring out their best joke and they suck. Who would want to spend two hours watching that? I haven't seen many romances that were had a great comedic value until after the breakup. <laughs> so here's the same screen that's allowing all these different types of movies, but no one claps for the freaking screen. Oh, that sounds good. I like that. Hear it? The vibration? I love sound because sound... See, vision fixates you as a body. Because the, the vision, the, the seeing is going through this eyes and the eyes seem to be located at the top of a camera tripod. So you believe you're seeing everything from this seat and so on like that. Sound, when you hear sound, there's no flagpole that the sound's hitting. It's more like you're awash with sound, aren't you? Almost like you're in water, like under the ocean sound. So I think sound is a much truer way to entertain certain possibilities than vision. Because if you're, if you're expecting to see everything is one, you're not, probably not going to happen, unless you're going out cold or something at the last second. Because your perceptions is that you no know, matter if you have a huge seemingly hit, they will reprogram and then you'll see things again. Just like the old Zen saying, first there is the mountain, then there is no mountain, and then there is a mountain. See, everyone loves the first two statements, but the third statement they don't particularly like. <laughs> they want it, all right, yes, the mountain was real and I have vanquished the mountain. Now there is no mountain. But fuck you, brother, there is a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> You see how irrelevant you are in all this mountain climbing? (laughs) I just think it's so easy. I mean, I wanted to write some people and just say, I think you should get out more, really. (laughs) I mean, you got to get out of that room. (laughs) Just take a walk or something. Why does things have to be broken down? They're breaking down anyway. (laughs) Why do you want to speed up the process? Just just sort of, you know. For me, one of the effects was I lost interest in the need to be liberated because what needs to be liberated isn't me. So I have fucking no interest in it. None whatsoever. No way. Because you're already... There's nothing... You know how, how long this really is in time? Nothing. You know, it sounds like a drag. It sounds like, you know, the baton death march. But basically, when it's over, it'll be like it never happened. Because that will be the truest hit you'll ever get. Because it never did happen. So to me, in recovery, we have this rule 62. Don't take yourself so seriously. Which I really like. It's a good motto, you know. And I always like to study things when someone says that. So I say, well, how, what would be the highest form of taking something seriously would be identified as it? <laughs> really? I swear. I don't see it. You can't. I did tons of cocaine. I never thought I was cocaine. You know, I mean, I did tons of cocaine. I was a great devotee of cocaine, but I never had union with cocaine and became coke. I didn't, you know, make a bindle and lay in there. I was just... But, but we start from the position of being identified as something that the mental state's obsessing over. I mean, we're coming, we, we're way past rehabs and AA and everything in the primary addiction to self. 
we are we're in a terminal, seemingly terminal state because we're identified so wherever we go or whatever we think we do to get out of it just ensures the fact of being in it. All the escapes have they have no they shouldn't even be termed escapes because they're just the side of a, the exit door is the entrance door. You never leave what you cannot get out of because you're not in it. That's the beauty. The whole beauty of the message is the freedom is prior to bondage. It's your inherent state has never been bound. Your inherent state has never been lost. Your inherent state isn't locked away in some freaking cell where you're doing time. That's the movies. Yeah, but the screen never gets wet when it's a sad tearjerker. Never. The screen never gets ripped apart when it's, you know, the Battle of Bataan or something. The screen doesn't have a big happy face when it's like, you know, CJ, whatever, Lewis CJ. It doesn't. It's just the space for everything to appear. You don't have a sense that you're that? Look at, do a 360. And are you ever seen in it? Do it and you just act like you're not going to do it. How do you ever see you? Do you ever see what's looking? Do you really ever see it? It's because it never stops looking to be looked at. Never, never, fucking never. <laughs> I don't know what word that was, but I was emphatic. What's looking cannot be looked at. That's the thing we're missing. The verb, because we have this strange idea that's been tattooed by the mental state that we're somehow a noun and that we have qualities that do things and have things and feel things. But we don't see the true quality why we're missing it is that we're translating it as a noun when we're a verb. The only way you're going to know yourself here is by the intimation of the presence of the verbing. The verbing will imply itself to you as this, as this receptor. Yeah? The mental state will take all the verbing and say it implies that there's a noun. That's what it does. It steals life is happening and makes it into life is happening to me. And it's a heist that's going on all day. And that, that, we, that never gets pulled over. It never gets fucking arrested. And it's happening in meetings like this, too. It's happening, people are assiduously practicing something right now, which is, I believe is only fortifying the, uh, the affirmation of a non-existent thing as being you. As Ramana Maharshi said, the problem is that there is a perception that there is an individual self. The perception's right now, yeah? Perception that there's an individual self. Yeah. Now, if you were dead, there wouldn't be any perception of that. But because we're mistaking what's living through the body as the body, or as being done by some fucking whatever guy like Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, but it's a thing. Maybe you're a little thing in there. Yeah. So that that we believe is is that you know when you die. You perceive, sometimes I've seen dead bodies and it was obvious that wasn't Uncle Fred when I saw the dead body. And if it was alive, I would have kept calling it Uncle Fred because I was calling this Paul. So why wouldn't I give the same name to that as Fred? 
They sound different, but it's the same thing, name and form. <coughs> so simply stated, the problem is that there is a perception that there is an individual self, the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, usually referred to as me, up there, <laughs> which wants to extinguish itself. What Every drug addict, that's exactly what they're trying to do. They want to extinguish themselves with the hopes that they'll be there and be able to experience the extinguishing. Which wants to extinguish itself so that the state of realization will be revealed. But anything which this individual self tries to do to eliminate itself, because there isn't one, yes, merely prolongs its own seeming existence. So as great Zen Master says, you can't use activity to produce stillness. That will be activity. So if there's an activity behind all the things you call stillness and activity, that activity, the presupposing that you're a non-existent thing, if that activity is not being noticed, it doesn't matter what you do after that fact. Because you've taken it to be a fact. You've taken an assumption to be so. And then everything gets based on that. If you see it, and you see it and you realize it's an activity. Its factness depends on you believing it. And its fictionness depends on you believing in your not, you're not it. It's simple as that, really. It can, appear, it can appear to be you to you, and it can appear not to be you to what you are. Simple as that. So, one's dealing with a fact. So obviously it sounds like, well, if this is a fact, I've got to do shit, I've got to get places to negate this fact. But if it isn't a fact, all that activity would be affirming the fact. In other words, I would giving it its factuality by me trying to deny it, would it? I mean, why don't you let the mind go and see where it takes you? It's going to take you to the inevitability of the point is, like he was saying, that presupposing, that assumption, that's in, that implying, that referring, which I call selfing, yeah, is producing a sense of self that's now taken to be a fact, and then the story of our lives are based on that. Yet, if that's not a fact, where would the relief be in it? Not changing it, not realizing, not authenticating it, but seeing it, it not being a fact. If you saw it as not a fact, yeah, that would be the freedom from the bondage of self. That's what happened to me. In a flash, I was doing recovery and <clears throat> something occurred. And so when I read this book and it said self is what has defeated us, self did not imply, was not inferring, not assuming that I was this long-lasting independent separate entity. I saw it as a foreign installment, as a parasitical movement. I saw it as an activity. And as soon as I saw it as an activity, the possibility of being free from it dawned. Instantaneously. All the while before, I was trying to be free as it, without knowing it. I thought I was trying to be free from it, but I was identified as it. So all the trying to be free from it was trying to be free as it. Or actually, it was trying to be bound by... Pursuing freedom as it, basically. That's what it was. I was seeking freedom from it, but I was actually, it was being used to bind me through freedom to it. 
Now, to me, that's a heist. And it, you recognize the burglar <laughs> while he's in your house <laughs> and realize the security is keeping everything else out, but you're with the guy or the woman that's ripping you off all day. Maybe it's good to see that you're not that. I don't know. It works with me. So It puts a pause on it all. And then you, all you need is a little flavor of timelessness. If you get a sample of it here, you can entertain it. It's just that we sometimes we've forgotten what it was like when we were kids. Or in the surfing or whatever we love, the passions we love, when we lost ourselves completely and we were in that timeless event, the mental state arises quickly thereafter and claims it, and that's how it nudes it. That's how it does it. See, it can't erase the uh, its absence, but it'll tell a story that it was the one who was having its absence. That's what it does. It's, a, it's like a thief. So if you get a hit or of, of a pause, or you get a hit of what surrender really means to you, then you can entertain surrender. You've now been given a sense feltness about it, and the mind can entertain now. So you can entertain timelessness during, the time, during time, because it's inserting itself every moment of time. Timelessness is like the vertical insertion as a picture into this horizontal linear story that the mental state's trying to sell us, yeah? It's always being intersected by the verticality of what's so into the story of what is what is so. They're usually different, yeah? You get a flavor, you can start seeing, you can tell almost the difference because this is a comparative event, yeah? It's dualistic. So you can sense... Jeez, like I've had pauses, we call them in recovery, which is the linear story gets interrupted, and then the verticality becomes all there is, and it doesn't become, it is all there is. And, but there's, an, a, there's a consciousness of that. You become conscious of it as the action figure. And so that which can't be conscious, that which you are intimates through the consciousness of seeing what you're not, really. So it's just like gravity. You'll know gravity by its absence. So you'll know selfing by its absence. If you get a a sample of being free from it, you can entertain it. The mind's entertaining all day. That's what it does. It's entertaining. This whole thing is entertainment. It's entertaining insane ideas. And some of them that we're entertaining now, we weren't when we were quote-unquote a young kid, like the idea of time we weren't entertaining. There's not, I did not once while I was playing when I was like three years old was I worrying will I be playing next week? Not once. I don't have any, no, no. And when I was playing, I wasn't going home and critiquing it, you know, or going over with my mother or my big, I should have been playing better here. See that? Wayne was having much more fun than I was having. Something, something's lacking. Maybe I should go to a therapist, <laughs> a playing therapist, which I'll probably go to 18 years later. Start early. It's insane, isn't it? We, if you, if in a dualistic expression, if you grew into something, the possibility of growing out is available. Yes. If you believe in in and out as a relative event here. Well, if you believe you grew into something, there's also the possibility you can grow out of it. So, 
these conditionalities that we're taking to be solid and real, we grew into. And therefore, we can also grow out of them. Yeah? What happens is, is when we grow into them, they say that's all there is. This is the fact. This is the reality. The system is always going to voice its own survival as the main agenda. And its survival isn't your survival. It's a mental survival that wants to be special and right and usually ends up alone <laughs> because of its drive to be special and right. See it, man. If you see it, how could you be it? If you see something, how can you be it? It's impossible. It's the easiest ruler. Like, have you had many here? I would say maybe there's 800 realizations that have been had here in this room, this space. <laughs> Here's most of them. Oh, I'm so much clearer. Oh. I'm having a huge epiphany. It's bigger than the last epiphany I had. I hope I have more epiphanies. Because I have a belief that... Hey, stay there, epiphany. I have a belief that if I have enough epiphanies, it will lead me to the ultimate epiphany. I'm not there yet, but I think I'm on my way. So, all right. Or, Jesus, I feel love. Of course, you're at a tantric massage, high-end retreat getting fed vegan raw food every day and everyone, someone comes in and cleans your room. Of course you're in love. I wouldn't want to leave. Feeling love. Of course you are. You're getting tons of attention. Some teacher who doesn't want to hear a fucking anything from you because you paid $1,200 has to listen to you. Answer your questions about relationships. Alright, so here's a realization. What happens is this. What happens now? Whoops! <laughs> I wanted the aperture to open, but I didn't want to open this much. Because now I'm included in front of it. How am I going to make a story out of this one? <laughs> oh, oh, shucks, fuck it. Might as well just drop my spiritual pants. <laughs> you know, gigs up. I got caught. The thief playing the policeman to catch the thief. I got caught. All right. <laughs> yeah, now you travel later. You don't take yourself so seriously. Not as in a as a result of things you did, but as a result of that which has no results, you know? Just as an expression. It's like awareness. Could you ever convict awareness of doing awareness? You know? The body seems to be able to do a lot of things. So you can say it did it. You know, it ran, it sat, it took a shit, it did this, it did that. But awareness is being awareness, yeah? It's not doing awareness. There's no doer in awareness. There's just... Yes, exactly. How can you we exile ourselves from that which is the baseline of every moment of every day that we're alive how can we unalign ourselves with that by aligning with ourselves as a body when the obvious the most constant thing you've ever been this whole 60 years or 40 years or 80 years has been that which is looking the seeing 
more, your body's changed completely. You could shave and you look different. As a body. But that which is that you want to call it consciousness, but behind that's awareness. Consciousness may be how awareness seems to appear going through this little this camera lenses, you know, this little thing. But awareness has it exhibited any thought or any effort in your life ever to be aware? I wish it wasn't when, on certain times when it was so fucking hellish, but it was as where it was as bright as it always is. Yeah, you can close your eyelids, but doesn't close the light. Don't you feel it? It's like a giant fucking muscle car trying to get out. It's just like like this a garage door just blow out, you know. And do you, do you feel like you're really inside here, like this cheekbone? Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, that's where I stop. This is all Paul, and then suddenly, I don't know what this is about. No. And does it exhibit any effort? Have you ever efforted to be aware? You know? I'm going to, all right. This is just awareness. Now I'm going to do awareness. Ah. I'm aware. Only have to. Only I'll have to do it again in a second. I don't think I can take it. It's just awareness, isn't it? It's as it. Why would we believe that thought and effort are going to get us to arrive there? When we, it's an impossible that we ever left. When you want to read a book on consciousness or be conscious, you want to. You have a book, nine hundred pages on consciousness. It's just, why wouldn't you just want to you know, see it in its verbing why do you want to read it like if it's under glass <laughs> once it's been made something it's, it's not doesn't have the quality that you're really looking for which is the scene you know not an explanation for everything but living without any need for explanation that's what I feel yeah. to me that's more attractive than knowing, I'd rather much rather not know and find out. It's much more surprising and revelatory. Yeah. Like every time Saturday, my head will say, "Oh, there won't be that many people here." No factual basis. So he just says it, All right. and then it's always wrong. You know, it's like the pundits on corporate news. They never get fired. They've been wrong for like 15 years about wars. Fucking everything, and there they are. They're the experts. You got to see what. You know, <laughs> and they get <laughs> they get paid to pontificate on something else they're wrong about. Uh, I have enough of that up here. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have to turn on cable. You have you have your little Fox News all day up here. It's going to be terrible. Newsflash. Savvy's going to suck. What? I haven't even gotten up yet. Oh, it's going to suck. Might as well just kill yourself now. You'll want to at four. Can you imagine being a devotee of that? You're going to be a fucking nervous wreck. Jesus Christ. You're going to feel like earth-shattering events are happening every half hour. This is chilled out. Let the lens open. Yeah. 
And if the head comes up and says, oh, don't go there, that's the forbidden zone. Fucking jump into that. <laughs> just really, just fucking, if it says thought, take, you know, tread with caution, just abandon yourself at that point. Just see. Get swallowed up into, you know, see what happens. You know, you'll be spit out. Paul will still want a latte or something. It doesn't, that event, maybe it will end. My heart's feeling a little, oh, bad today. The energy, too much energy. But, who knows, whatever. That's the invitation. Just come back. That's what we do every day and uh, every week. I used to do it three times a week. I couldn't take it anymore. I have more faith in you. I think you can, we can hold it at least for four days. Four days between talks. But no, the repetition's great. And also it's an excuse to get together. And that's satsang. Because knowing it or not, you are that. Yeah? That's why we, without knowing it, if we get together and the topic is sort of close to an, a pointer there's a sense of presence that's produced and if you took everyone individually maybe they could be seen as assholes but we produce a nice bouquet yeah because it's not us doing it yeah we're like a we're like a a flower that doesn't know it's a rose yeah Presence is always there, yeah, isn't it? What? Have you not been? Have you not been present any moment in this life that you were in? Then what's the big rush to get in there? You have to realize you can't be out of it. You cannot be out of any moment. So why are you trying to get in so hard? And you can't be in what you think you are in, and therefore there's no need to get out. So that's it. Yeah.